Happy New Year. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Takes the snap, back in the pocket, up in the pocket, throws down the middle of the field, and that is picked off. They got it. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. So what is going on in San Francisco? Is it possible this year? Trey Lance just gets released. Out. Today's guests, CBS Sports NFL analyst, Amy Trask, basketball Hall of Famer, Jerry West. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Susie Schuster. And a last-minute add to that guest list, Phil Nevin, the manager of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. What do we call them now? See, for me, they're always going to be the Anaheim Angels. That's from my years with them, TJ Jefferson. Good morning. How are hey, you? good to see you, Susie. Good morning. It's Friday. You're here, so everyone at home knows what that means. That means Mimosa Orange Friday. Hey, and that means Mimosa <laughs> Friday. I try to take care of my boys. Hey, I'm just saying hey, Jay Felly and Chris hey. Brockman. I try to come in here and come correct with sidecar donuts and mimosas because Rich brings nothing, and here's what I bring. I bring great guests. You guys, I try when I when I when I when I sit in for Rich, and it is my great pleasure to be here with you on Roku. I'm so happy to be back. Eight four four two zero four. Rich, call in. I also have great guests for the day and mimosas and donuts. So I mean, I feel like that's a great recipe, don't you think? You should be here more often. I mean, it was my birthday, and I'm bringing you guys gifts. And here's the greatest <laughs> gift of all, me. Happy Hi, guys. To you. Thank I mean, it you was so yesterday, much. Everyone. She turned Calif- twenty-three. California Angels. The California Angels, whatever. Well, I mean, those you know, are my angels, right? Right. Oh, that's oh, that's Reggie Jackson Angels. California Angels, right? I have so many good stories. I mean, a lot of yellow halo. Yeah, yeah. Those are the coolest hats. Yeah, Yeah, I guess so. I mean, my angels will always be the Mike Sosha six and fourteen angels that went on to win the World Series. That that those are my angels. But I'm happy to have Phil Nevin on, and I have great stories for Phil Nevin. But you know. They're probably off-air stories from having covered him in baseball, but I'm excited to talk to him about Shohei Otani, when Trout will be back. And I wanted to have him come on last minute just because I don't think he's been on here for a while. Has he been on at all? I don't know if we've ever had him. Was he on that 98 uh, Padres team? Yeah. Yeah. With Jambi, right? I got stories to follow up hey, on Kevin, that, but that's uh, that's again a, for for another show. But I uh, I wanted to have him on just because I am obsessed with Shohei Otani, and we will talk about this in the second hour of the show. Because honestly, the first hour's got to be devoted to the demise of college football as we know it. Requiem for a conference, isn't it, Chris? I mean, I wouldn't call it the demise of college football. I do. I don't um, like it. I'm not here for it. The Pac-12, I you know, is kind of disintegrating like it's Avengers Endgame. So, you know, it's fine. <laughs> Mr. Chris, Stark, I don't to feel me, good. college football was about tradition. And it was about rivalries, and it was about conferences. You know, it's funny. You know, Suze, we love you, and you're you're. Oh, this is but there's a butt coming here, right? <laughs> start. Your naive, how do you say that? Naivete. Naivete is showing. It's never been about those things. Money. College football Money. has always Money. been about all right. Dollar, dollar bills. Dollar, dollar, dollar. Dollar bill, y'all. Billions is back, speaking of which, but that's a whole nother conversation. Yes, I know, Chris. I get it. it but there's a part of me. Rivalries and pageantry. I and all liked that. the pageantry. Parades. I liked. They fooled you. They, they <laughs> pulled the wool <laughs> over my it, eyes. It was like, don't look. Hey, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. That's when that's like with a cat, right? Pay when no you attention shake to the rivalries. Hey, my wallet's and going. roses and oranges. Right, right, right. 
Dollar dollar bills. Oh, I'm sad. I mean, we know that Colorado left, and we know Dion wanted a big splash. Now it's Arizona. Splash. What's left of the Pac-12? And I can say to you, Pac-10, because Amy Trask is here over in the second hour, and she and I were just joking around before the show. We still call it the Pac-10, even though apparently we have been out of this conference for way too long. But I just think it's sad. We're devolving into what? What's it going to be? Just like the NFL? Will it just be like the NFL eventually, Chris? I mean, do you it's, think? it's been the NFL's AAA for a long time. Why not just make it official? But what do we need conferences for anyway, to be honest? Well, also, I mean, geography makes no sense anymore at all, does it, in these conferences? Absolutely not. So, so stupid. So you're telling me these poor kids who play the non football and basketball sports who suddenly are now are in the same conference as West Virginia. So you're telling me UCLA's volleyball or field hockey team are, is going to play a Tuesday night game in Morgantown? Apparently not. How are they going to get there? Nope. Four connections? You try to get to West Virginia? Not easy. <laughs> By no, the way, no I, I've flights. been there. No direct flights from LAX. No direct flights from LAX. Okay. you got to fly into Pittsburgh. Who's paying for that? Uh, the kids are supposed to be students first, especially in the non-football basketball sports. What are we doing? We're destroying college football as we know it. I don't know. What are we doing, Chris? I think the whole thing is kind of depressing, TJ. I'm okay saying that. And uh, I don't know. I just feel like uh, we're going to maybe talk to somebody in this hour about this devolving of college football and about the changes and what have you. And about the money, right? Because it's kind of like this is a little bit show me the money. This mm-hmm. is about... Who's going to get the most money to air what on what network? And I mean, I get it, Chris. I understand. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with some of these teams leaving and going. Don't you think SC probably wanted, uh, when they left the Pac-12, when they went to the Big Ten, don't you think they wanted to be the only, maybe SC and UCLA, the only Pac-12 I'm sure that they thought they would be the only ones joining the Big Ten and now what Arizona is that what's happening? Arizona is joining the Big yeah. Ten, and and if Arizona goes, then all these other schools are going to join the Big Twelve, and so it's going to be the Pac Six. That's I mean that's kind of Pac Three. That's kind of fun, e- right? Easy way to Can't the, wait. easy way to a big bowl game. Easy way to the Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl path just got a lot easier for Washington State. Are they are they sticking around? It's a mess, but let's be honest. The Pac Twelve hasn't mattered in football since when? Since when? I don't think it did. I mean, the problem since is the mid 2000s. So well, it's been almost 20 years. Since when the I was covering, this is football. like this is like the whole like proverbial when I walk 10 miles in the snow with no shoes on. When I was covering the Pac-10, right? <laughs> All the games were on so late, but we had we had the Pete Carroll years. We had good football for a while, so oh, people Chip wanted Kelly, Oregon, to see. Like, it was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and people actually cared for all of eight minutes. You know, and now it's just been, you know, kind of the SEC dominance recently. You know, an Ohio State mixed in there, a Clemson, a Florida State kind of sprinkled in as well. But, uh, yeah, they're the seemingly the only conference that matters when it comes to football, despite what Rich would have you believe here on a daily basis. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> SEC, and now with Texas and Oklahoma joining next year, the other conferences are going to matter even less. I was texting Rich on the way here. I'm like, remind me where Texas is again? I couldn't remember because there's so like, wait yeah. a minute, where's Texas again? Yeah, I'm confused. I'm like, do we have a year left in the big 12 before SEC? I literally thought to myself, I have no idea where they were. So, of course, instead of looking it up, I just texted my husband thinking like, oh, that's a lot easier and a lot faster, right? So he's, uh, he's on the way to Ohio for Hall of Fame weekend. He is breathing exhaling and putting any disappointments from last year behind him, much like Zach Wilson. And by the way, I kind of feel bad for him 
Why? Bad for Rich? No, well, he's a Jets fan. A little bit. <laughs> but I feel a little bad for Zach Wilson. Really? Yeah. You want to know why? His why? birthday is way overshadowed. His birthday was yesterday. His birthday was yesterday. And by the way, it was mine. So for anybody in the Rich Eisen universe, you know it was my birthday. Also a guy named Tom Brady. His birthday. Poor Zach Wilson. Nobody cares. They're worried about my birthday or, or, or Tom's. Can you imagine you're an NFL quarterback is sharing your birthday with Tom Brady? Nobody cares because it's Tom Brady's birthday. I mean, so Zach Wilson, a nice night. Aaron Rodgers out there with uh, some headsets on, possibly calling a play in Nathaniel Hackett's ear. I can't think of Nathaniel Hackett as anybody other than Paul Hackett's son because of the first year that I covered USC and the Pac-10 was when Carson Palmer was the quarterback and Paul Hackett had absolutely fried his brain with the Jets playbook that Carson could not understand. And he was a mess. And uh, that's when Pete Carroll came in, cleaned house, and got rid of the old Paul Hackett Jets handbook. But, but yeah, I mean, so, so apparently uh, Zach breathed in, exhaled, and went on to forget about the transgressions of last year after he was booed off the field against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And... Uh, I heard Rich talking on the show yesterday, and he's so giddy because he thinks this is his year. It's so cute. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. He should know better. Don't you think? You think Nobody after 50 years fifty years of being losers, he would, and maybe, like I said, one year or two sprinkled in, Chad Pennington, uh, that he would know better than to get his hopes up? This is going to end and end. Is that, what is it Tom Cruise said? Everything ends badly. Otherwise, it wouldn't end. How do you think this season's going to go? Not great. I don't know. I mean, Rich is so... I say that because I'm an angry Patriots fan. The but, arrogance of uh, you two Patriots fans, I it's, swear. Oh, we're know. so and annoying. Talk about Cowboys yeah, fans. Yeah, I know. Oh, my it, goodness. It's earned arrogance. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I'd love to see Rich happy. I mean, it's 20 Rich years of marriage. On occasion, he's happy. Uh, Jets-wise, I don't know. But we do have a soundbite Mike Hoskins has ready, and we want to hear from Zach after last night's performance. Great call by Aaron Rodgers. He called that one? Had to give him a little shout-out there. Uh, Yeah, backed up, taking a shot down the field. Um, You know, kind of pick your matchup. Those guys were kind of just playing single single safety man. And, you know, I think that's great for preseason ball, see see what guys can win and separate. And um, Malik's done a great job all training camp, so I wanted to go to his side. I like the matchup with the corner as well, and he did a great job winning. Aaron called the entire series or just that play? I think it was just that play. I didn't. He wasn't on the headset. Hackett's calling the plays, but I think it was his suggestion of the play, so I had to give him, had to give him love there. He wasn't on the headset. Rodgers wasn't on the, on the headset. <laughs> Hackett was calling the play. I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe Aaron was calling the, the play. And, and by the way, look who's going to be a, a future coach right there. There he is, you think, Aaron Rodgers, you think 100%. He has the temperament to be a coach? I kind of do. I think he'd be. I think he would. Well, he's all about breathing and zen and living and in the zen. moment and having lunch with strangers. I mean, yeah. I think he'd be. He'd probably end up being a good head coach. I, I don't believe so. About Nathaniel Hackett, though, real quick. What is this goatee thing he's got going on? Is he trying to confuse us with that he wasn't the guy who sucked last year in Denver? <laughs> like, if you just add some facial hair or grow a beard, like like just, the world's worst costume, we're just gonna forget all of that. Like Bobby Valentine sitting in the dugout. Like, what, what is he doing? Like the world's worst costume. <laughs> Right, I mean, it's Chris, like they're in the midst of training camp. He can't worry about his appearance. Like we, we still know yeah, what happened clearly. last year, bro. 
It's a new year, Chris. <laughs> Here's what I it's find funny, year. though. Made me laugh. You know, Aaron's talking about keep my my coach's name out of your mouth after Hackett's getting, you know, crapped on for doing a poor right. job. So what's the first thing Aaron does after that? He takes over the headset and starts <laughs> calling plays after he's trying to hype up his coach and make it seem like he's competent. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I usually don't put a twist on things, but, like, that looks kind of funny to me. Like, you, you're saying, like, leave this guy's name out of your mouth and he can get the job done and next thing you know, you're calling the play? Yeah. If that's true? Yeah, I kind of wonder who Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is right now. Don't you kind of want to... This is all kind of fascinating. If you look back at who he was and his transition to the Packers quarterback and, and, and how he took over and how he felt like he wasn't mentored, maybe he's decided that he's going to mentor this kid the way he wasn't mentored. Yeah, perhaps. It's got to be that. I mean, what else could it be? We all covered that transmission, that that movement from Favre to Rodgers. We all saw it. Favre didn't show much love. He didn't teach him how to breathe or exhale, did he? Not at all. I mean, he wanted nothing to do with him. So maybe there's a part of Rodgers that's working through cathartically, maybe in the the tent, maybe he came out of the sweat and found that he had to be a better role model. It's got to be something like that. Don't you remember? Chris, you have to remember so well. I do. The I do animus remember on the sidelines. All of that. It was clear that Favre didn't want it. Also, it was clear that Rodgers didn't want Jordan Love. So he kind of did the exact same thing Favre did in Green Bay. Yeah. And maybe now he's he's realizing it wasn't the way to go, and he's gonna maybe take Zach Wilson under his wing. Maybe the Ashwagandha told him to be a better role model. <laughs> maybe I think one I'm going to get you some. One thing, Chris, and I'm surprised you haven't brought this up. Remember January of 23, Zach Wilson had that famous quote when it was reported the Jets might bring a, a new quarterback in. He's make his life hell. I'm going to make that dude's life hell in practice yeah. every day. I'm going to go out there and do my best to show the coaches that I deserve it. Like, So I wonder, is he making Aaron's life hell in practice, do you think? I don't know. I think he realizes that he, you know his career kind of needed a reset probably too much too soon for him. Uh, just couldn't handle it. it things kind of got away from him. and I think he's understanding it's going to be probably a couple of years before he gets the opportunity to really play again, you know, barring something you know, injury-wise happening to Aaron. So you got to learn. Take it all in. Soak up. Be a sponge. And kind of just embrace the moment when he does get a chance to play, whether it's practice, whether it's the preseason. And uh, just kind of do your best and, and try to learn as much as possible from this guy who's probably the best thing that's happened to his career, right? I would think a hundred percent. Yeah, especially if Aaron's willing to have him sit under the learning tree, and if he is willing to pass that knowledge on. I mean, that's you thought this guy was your quarterback of the future. Now you've got someone to show him the way. He didn't have that way being shown to him before. So, you know, at two years. If you get two years of Rodgers and then turn over to Zach Wilson, if he can't succeed after that, then you know. I know, and and we have, you know, we have had a good time kind of slagging on Nathaniel Hackett as as a head coach and kind of deservedly so. He kind of earned that, but he's a really good offensive coach. Yeah. Really good coordinator. One, Aaron Rodgers won a couple MVPs with him. Mm -hmm. That's why he's there. Rodgers is there in New York, mainly because of Nathaniel Hackett. So hopefully Zach Wilson can learn from him as well. I think oftentimes you get a job, and again, we say this with all these guys who make so much money playing for the National Football League, but a lot of these guys come out of college. We don't know how they're going to be. You just don't know how college football will translate. Maybe for coming from a Saban program and you're, you've already played technically 
or maybe not technically, but you're, you've already played NFL football in college. Well, they've been you're paid in Georgia. Like it, so. Yeah, exactly. Some of these <laughs> you've been paid, which I'm okay with. You you've already been playing against giants of the game, and again, not National Football League players, but you're prepped, right? But Zach wasn't prepped. Let's face it. And you get thrown in there. I would even say this. I'd equate this. TJ is like, I, I did radio a lot after I'd already been on TV. If I'd done radio first, I would have been better on TV. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And I feel like right now Zach's getting his radio. Okay. He's he's getting his radio. He he started off on TV. He's getting his radio now. He's getting those reps. And what he can learn from being with Aaron Rodgers, and now that we have a new Aaron Rodgers who's willing to be the mentor, he's got to be so much better. And now he's got a coach that can help him develop. He just didn't have the chances before. I mean, that's all I can think of at this point, of like giving him a second chance. How many quarterbacks get a second chance? Not that many, and he's going to get it. Mm-hmm. Getting those reps behind Aaron Rodgers. We didn't see that. Chris, you made that point. We didn't see these pictures with Jordan Love. He wasn't out there helping him out because he had learned originally yeah. how not to be how not to do it. Yeah. Right. a team player, right? So we're getting this new fangled Aaron Rodgers that my husband is clearly in love with. Well, Suze, you know what they say. With age comes wisdom. So Well, I would know because I'm 51. Yeah. So with, I'm still Susie, waiting for the wisdom. And with Susie comes... Mimosas. You know, let's pop that mimosas. Wow. Thank so, you. you know, wow. That was good. Wow. Thank you. Fresh right. squeezed yeah. orange juice because I bring the right best for you. I did bring right. ice cream for Amy Trask, Whoa. who will be an hour or two. Donuts. Also, ice guys, you guys, I've got donuts, ice cream, and booze. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> on the Roku channel. <laughs> But I do want to invite you all out there, 844-204-RICH, to call in if you want to talk about the game last night, if you want to have a a, a random Rich Eisen question, or you have questions not only for Amy Trask, but for, and I always say, the great Jerry West, because the logo's here. Yes, that's right. We're taking questions, so get in now. For Amy, if you got got football questions, hoop (laughs) questions, or life questions, for the logo, Jerry West, we're going to take your calls with them. An hour two. That's sick. An hour three. Yeah, that's sick. No other show will be on. able to talk to Jerry West. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, depending I mean, on his mood, I guess. It depends on the mood, <laughs> but that's okay. Gentlemen of all gentlemen, I was so excited that he would come in because you know we will every time I come on the show. Let's face it, I have a retinue. I've got like a little bit of a rotation here, right? Some regulars. Shaq, I got some regulars. Chuck. Yep. Yep. You know, um, Marshall. I know, and I, I thought about Marshall with everything that's going on in Indianapolis, but he's, he's already the, he's be on the golf course. He's at the hall. <laughs> oh, he's at the hall. That's he's right. at the hall. <laughs> I also thought he's probably going to sleep in because he probably went out last night. And uh, sometimes, you know, your guys will enough to know who to count on for like an early morning call. Marshall's not one of them. Marshall's not a guy I want <laughs> in an early morning call. So yeah, so we um so we went to Jerry and I kind of did that for you, TJ, because I know that would make you happy. Yes, and I know that it re- really. Let's go over the the list of things to make you happy. Okay, um, mimosas. <laughs> they they definitely make me smile. Donuts. Oh, they're delicious. Jerry West. I like them. You're welcome. It's the logo. Yeah, Whose birthday man. is it? I mean, my God. Well, it was yours. That's and the true. Previous was Chris and, and Tom's. my birthday, and right. Tom Brady, and my friend Janina. Happy birthday! I forgot happy to birthday. text her. Yeah. So, you know, so. Actually, a lot of good August Fourth birthdays. Who are they? Barack Obama, Billy Bob Thornton, Greta Gerwig, Roger Clemens, Roger, the Roger, Roger. Let's see. Anybody else? Next time I come in, can you get ready for me, please, Felly? Yes. The great. Susan Waldman. Susan Waldman. <laughs> you got to get that one for me. Can you find that today? How fast can you find this? 
Well, Gosh. I don't know what that is. Okay. To be, to be honest, so. <laughs> Louis Vuitton's birthday. What? Is Louis Vuitton a person? Yeah, he was alive from 1821 to 1892. You didn't know that was a- <laughs> No, I never thought about he it. Luggage. That's I never it thought started. about it, it being a real person, TJ. Okay, you know, person. Susie, I have a funny story similar to that really quick. Okay. I went to Spain a few years ago, and it was something for Prada. And then I'm sitting at a table with this woman, and this girl leans down. She goes, you know you're sitting next to, right? And I'm like, no. She's like, that's Mrs. Prada. And I was like, wait. Muchia Prada? Muchia Prada. Oh, yeah. And I was like, wait, she... Like that's they're real, <laughs> and I'm sitting right next to her having dinner, making her laugh, and I had no idea that I was sitting next to Mrs. Prada. The guy Louis Vuitton does not look how you would expect. <laughs> <laughs> Can we pull up a picture? Sure, uh, we'll get that for later in the show. But but let, yeah. Let's review what the first segment of the Rich Eisen show was today. <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> talking about my birthday. Mm-hmm. Talking about Muccia Prada. Unbelievable. Threatening to tell bad Phil Nevin stories on the air. Promoing the great Amy Trask. Contradicting everything Rich has been saying in the chair for the last Every, few days. <laughs> Poor Rich. He leaves for one day, and I've totally screwed up his Don't show. Don't leave. Don't Fantastic. forget, we got Susan Waldman here. Susan Waldman <laughs> on the way. <laughs> what? George's box, and Roger Clemens is coming back. He's your friend. The Just queen, follow the queen, up with the, the queen mother. I didn't know where that was headed. Louis so. Armstrong, a lot of great birthdays. Louis Armstrong. Really? I see skies of blue. This show is a hot mess, and I'm here for it. Let's go to break. When we it's come back, we'll talk Friday. more college football. The Requiem for a Conference. The Avis rent a car guy. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed 
What is your best sports memorabilia that you have that you're you're most proud of or something that you you love? Oh, it's uh, I've got a bunch of things that I love, but the one that I would have to say is the, is the coolest simply because it's not because um, I was a baseball player, so baseball stuff means a lot to me. Um, one year, a girlfriend of mine said, "If you could have anything for Christmas this year, what would it be?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "An autographed baseball glove from Brooks Robinson." Because Brooks was from Arkansas. He grew up in Little Rock, North Little Rock. And uh, uh, I just loved him, you know, when he played with the Orioles. And uh, so I thought, that's never going to (laughs) happen. But if I could have anything, that's what it would be. And she chased him down. She got all the publicists and everybody else on the case. And Christmas morning, I opened it up, and there was an autographed book, a Brooks Robinson glove, and it said... uh, uh, and of course, you know, the glove from him, that's the thing, because sure. of his fielding, you know, and it said from a huge fan, Brooks Robinson, I'm like, Brooks Robinson knows who I am. I'm done. <laughs> this this is this is all fine. Did you ever put on the Brooks Robinson glove, like literally put your hand in Oh, it? I, I put it on, but boy, do I protect it. It's a, I, I finally put it in plexiglass because it's, you know, the name might rub off, you know. Yeah, you don't want to do but that. Boy, that's a that's a real dandy thing. Uh, McGuire also gave me a bat right after he broke it. You know, uh, right after he broke the uh, the Maris. No, no, after he broke right. his bat. Oh, after. He, gra- he grounded out to third. But <laughs> <laughs> no, you should say it was home run number sixty-seven, home but run sixty-two. It w- but it was that year. Okay, it was that year, and uh, yeah, he, he grounded out to third against the Dodgers, and he gave me the bat and his batting glove, which had dirt all over it and everything. So I've got that, and uh, yeah, I got some good stuff o- over the years. <laughs> Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger, or just stop by. It's a double fisted Friday here on the Rich Eisen Show. Good to see you all. Susie Schuster hello, in for hello. Rich Eisen. Hi, guys. Cheers. Cheers to you, TJ. Good morning. Thanks for being the official pourer of the Rich Eisen Show. I cheers, appreciate cheers. that here on the Roku channel. I'm, sh- I'm sure they love me drinking on the You know, this is this is big for me. Mm. I do. <laughs> I don't drink very much. I'm a one drinker, but I do. <laughs> rarely at 9:20 in the morning on the West Coast. I think that's uh, it's Freestyle Friday, Susan. You said age and wisdom. I'm not sure wisdom goes with drinking on the air at 9:20 in the morning on the on the West Coast. But you can find the Rich Eisen Show on the Roku channel. Sirius XM Radio, stream for free on the Odyssey app or odyssey.com. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Rich Eisen Show. Subscribe to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. TJ, you did uh, quarterback tiers earlier in the week. Well, we didn't necessarily do it. It was a quarterback tiers ranking system came out. I'm okay. not sure. Where do we get that from? It was, I, the, uh, athletic. Was it the athletic? Yeah, yeah Mike right. Sando, the athletic, does his uh, yearly quarterback tiers where he speaks to 50... Uh, personnel, front office, players, coaches around the league, and okay. those came out early in the week. So that got uh, TJ and I kind of thinking about tier systems. Yeah. So, TJ, you're going to do wide receivers. I'm going to do running backs next week. Next week? Yeah. And uh, we're going to have fun with it. Okay. We're going to try to. What do you got? 
Well, you know, I, I looked at this more so from not just a real football, but from a fantasy football perspective. Because, you know, we always say here, we're not all 22 guys. We're not breaking down tape. So it's a lot harder to look at it that way. But I kind of looked at this from a fantasy point of view and kind of put together a list of receivers who target them at various stages, at various points of your draft to help you uh, take home a trophy. You know, I'm a three-time champion here. So I kind of know what I'm talking about, Susie. Okay. So uh, <laughs> let's start off with tier five, if we could get that put up. Now, these are guys who, you know, they're, they're basically wide receiver one or two on their teams. Not necessarily ones, I should say. Twos or threes. These are guys who I think you could really target later on in your draft. Um, wait to the later rounds, and they should be there, and they should help you get some success. And that's Adam Thielen. You know, he's got a rookie quarterback there, so he could be a, a, a you know a safety blanket. Your Hollywood Brown, Chris. We know Colt McCoy is going to be the quarterback for we think we think for at least part of the season. I don't know what the Kyler Murray situation is, but I think Hollywood is still definitely someone you want to get on your team, and he'll have some value later on in your draft. Marquez Valdez Scantling. Look, anytime Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback, you're going to have some value. I don't know who the wide receiver one there is going to be. I mean, we obviously know it's Travis Kelsey. He plays tight end, but I think MVS is a guy who's caught passes from Rodgers, catching them from Mahomes. He's a guy you might want to get. George Pickens, we're big fans of him here. Look, if that catch we saw him make in practice the other day is any indication, Pickens is going to have a great season. Can't guard Mike Thomas. We don't know about Mike Thomas. A healthy Mike Thomas would be a tier one. I think we're all in agreement with that, but he's had injuries. We're not sure where he's at. So I stuck him down there in the five. And then, you know, the round out, we have Odell Beckham Jr. Brockman's not sold on him. I think Odell's going to have a good year with Lamar, DJ Chark, Gabriel Davis, Jahan Dotson, and Michael Pittman Jr. round out the tier five guys. Now, moving up to the tier four, these are, you know, you're going to look to pick these guys, you know, probably in round four, three or four. I think that's a good spot to maybe start taking some of these guys. Um, in tier four, we have Mike Williams of the Chargers, Tyler Lockett of the Seahawks, DJ Moore of the Bears, who, look, he and Justin Fields might have a chance to do something really special in Chicago. A lot of people aren't sold on Fields as a quarterback. We're going to see, but he's got a great target in DJ Moore. Brandon Ayuk, one of the best route runners in football for the 49ers. We've got Jerry Judy in this tier. Uh, Deontay Johnson of the Steelers. He and George Pickens are going to really do some big things with Kenny Pickett, I believe. Christian Kirk. Jordan Addison, a kid who sat in this studio, Susie, sat in that guest chair. I got a sneaky good suspicion that Jordan Addison is going to have a great season playing opposite Justin Jefferson. So uh, pick him up if you get the chance. And then mm-hmm. Jackson Smith and Jigba. And, you know, maybe this is a homer pick, Chris. I don't know. But wherever Brandon Cooks goes, he puts up 1,000-yard seasons. I don't see why this season's going to be any different with the Cowboys. He's going to be a guy who's always readily available in your fantasy draft, even sometimes during your waiver wire. So Brandon Cooks is a guy that I would say look, look to getting on your team because I think he and Dak could, uh, despite – what everyone's saying about Dak throwing picks, I, I think there's something special there. Yeah, TJ, and I think when you look at, at that tier specifically, you look at guys who could be mm-hmm. maybe tier one or that upper part of tier two, I think you're looking at, like, at a guy like DJ Moore. Like, yes. If if Justin Fields does throw for 4,000 yards like he said he wants to exactly. and is capable of doing, DJ Moore is going to be a guy that does have 1,400 yards, 10 touchdowns. He's going to be the number one receiver in Chicago, probably along with Cole Komet. And that's what you're looking for here in, yeah. in t- tier four, especially in fantasy. You're looking for value. 
Absolutely. Who's got the best breakout potential? Christian Kirk. Think about how many more looks he's going to get now. Single coverage looks he's mm-hmm. going to get now with Calvin Ridley down there, who I'm sure you're going to have uh, uh, coming up very soon. Well, so that's what you're looking for. You're looking for value here. Who's got the best chance to skyrocket and get into that lower yep. end of tier one, upper part of tier two? But Chris, what's your reservation on Odell? I'm just curious about that one. I haven't seen him play in a while. When was the last time we really saw him play? Was, he played one half of the Super Bowl and was pretty good, obviously. He dominated. He could have been on his way he to dominated. being MVP, perhaps. I don't know. Uh, but sits out all of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's another year older. A second knee surgery he's coming back from. Very, very difficult. And just, you know, Lamar Jackson as a downfield passer. We haven't really seen so far uh, throughout his five-year tenure here in the NFL. So just, just a lot of unknowns. I think, and especially with the offense, new offensive coordinator, uh, are they going to air it out more or are they going to still be kind of a run first team? Uh, just just the unknowns of the Baltimore offense. I think that's mm-hmm. one of those battery mates that I'm looking forward to seeing, though, the most. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what that well, looks it's like. Super yeah, sexy. The, the names, obviously, uh, got big personalities, big playmakers, Lamar MVP. So you're just, you know, obviously you're hopeful. If you're a Ravens fan, it definitely excites you. Uh, big names definitely sell tickets, get butts and seats, but. Is the production going to be there? You know, it's not 2018, 17, 16, all, you know, we'll see. Older players, I get we'll it, see. but still. We'll see. I, I mean, look. I'm, just, you know, I'm a known skeptic. <laughs> really? I had, wait, wait. Really? You? I had no idea. Believe it or not. Yes. I, mean. I had no idea that you tended to go dark right, on so, that one. So now we're going to move into this tier three uh, of wide receivers. These are all guys who, like on any given Sunday, could give you big production. And they're guys you definitely want to have as your own personal wide receiver one or twos. Uh, Devontae Smith of the Eagles, Drake London, Debo Samuel, just because of what he can do, both running the ball and catching it. T. Higgins, Christian Watson. We don't know about Jordan Love, right, Chris? There's a lot of question marks. But if you watch Christian Watson last year, you saw this guy develop into a really great wide receiver. And if he and Jordan Love, if Jordan Love can – do what the Packers are hoping he's going to do, then that's going to mean that Christian Watson has to have a big year, and I, I think he's got the skill set to do it. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, again, Baker Mayfield is quarterback. I personally think that that is going to help Baker. Chris is not of that mindset. He doesn't think Baker is going to get it done, so that could hurt the fantasy uh seasons of Evans and Godwin. And you got Calvin Ridley, who Brockman talked about. We're both Trevor Lawrence fans. Calvin Ridley coming back off of just a dumb suspension, in my opinion. I think Calvin Ridley is going to ball out. And then you Mm -hmm. got Keenan Allen, another guy who's known for great route running, kind of declining in his numbers a little bit. But Justin Herbert's got that big contract now. So maybe, you know, I don't know how that's going (laughs) to reflect on Keenan Allen. But he's a guy who I love to have in fantasy because it seems like he's always going to end up with 100 catches in the season. And just very, very defendable. And then you got DeAndre Hopkins, who, look, Ryan Tannehill isn't the sexiest fantasy name out there at quarterback, but maybe having D-Hop throw the ball to will uh, increase his sexiness a little bit. And then you got Amari Cooper, who I think Deshaun Watson is going to have a great rebound season. And Terry McLaurin, you know, I'm not a fan of the Washington football team, but I got to admit, this guy's amazing. Great, great underrated receiver. And um, he's someone who I, I tend not to take players from teams I hate on my fantasy team, but I'd have to make an exception for uh, Terry McLaurin. Who's your first draft every year? Like, who's the guy you want when you get together with your boys oh, and eat man. burgers and all that stuff? And That's tough. Who's the first guy you really want to have? This year or just in general? Both. 
Man, I always needed to have a top-tier quarterback on my team, no matter what what that is. Who that is each year kind of changes, you know, depending on somebody sneaks up. But you know who you wanted. You either wanted you wanted Peyton Manning, you wanted Drew Brees, you, you wanted, wanted Tom Favre. Brady, you wanted Brett Favre, you wanted Aaron Rodgers. You want guys who you know you don't have to worry about each week. I know I'm going to get 20, 25, maybe 30 points every week out of this guy, and I don't have to think about it. You really can't win your championship. I know we just this, this just devol- this just morphed into a fantasy segment, TJ. I know you, you, you can't win your championship unless you have an upper echelon tier one quarterback, and so I always make sure I have one of those. So who, who's this and year? And if I don't, last year I got stuck with Russell Wilson. How'd that because go? Because <laughs> dude took Jalen Hurts like two picks ahead of me when I was set to grab him. And it didn't go great. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, How'd that go for you? I, I finished second to last. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this year I'm looking at I'm looking at Herbert. Uh, if you can get Jalen Hurts, get him. But I think Justin Herbert. This is going to be this is going to be the breakout we've kind of really wow. really been waiting for. So sh- you showed him the money, and now he's going to break out. I think that's how it goes. TJ, it, who do you who do you try to get? Well, you know, I don't play fantasy, so I have to ask questions. Well, just to big, piggyback off of what Chris said about the quarterbacks, the worst thing you can do, and I've been guilty of this, and it, it stinks, having two quarterbacks means you have zero quarterbacks. There was one season where I had Aaron Rodgers and Carson Palmer, and every week I, the guy that I sat had more points than my starters. I'm mm. talking for like 11 weeks in a row. You don't want to have to make that decision on a quarterback. Like Chris said, you want to get a quarterback that you know if you're down 25 going into a Monday night game yep. that you have a good chance to win. So I, I agree with him on that. It used to be running backs, right? The value of running backs was so high that you always wanted to get like a Marshall Falk or a LaDainian Tomlinson. You know, those were your guys right off the bat, right off the top of the draft. Now it's changed a little bit, but I'm still under the impression that or under the thought process that because this wide receiver group is so deep that you're better off getting still getting your, your running backs early because as this tier system showing you, there are so many wide receivers. There's so many guys I didn't even put on this, but we're going to move on to tier two with that. These are your guys who are like, you know, second round picks. I think, you know, they're, they're dependable. They're going to get you, you know, 15, 16, 17 points bunch of catches if you're in the PPR league. These guys are great. Chris Olave, I I think he and Carr are going to have a good season this year. DK Metcalf, we know what time it is with him. Jalen Waddle, a healthy two is going to mean that Jalen Waddle could possibly win you your fantasy league. Then you got my guy, the sun god, Amon Ross St. Brown. Jared Goff doesn't get a lot of props. He doesn't get a lot of, you know, when you talk about your top quarterbacks in the league, but he made the sun god one of the best receivers in football last year, and I think that's going to continue. Now you got Garrett Wilson, right? This guy is very talented. He's got Aaron Rodgers. Unlike you two Jets haters, I don't necessarily hate the Jets. I feel Aaron Rodgers is going to have a great season, and the biggest benefactor of that season will be Garrett Wilson. A.J. Brown. I thought you were going to say Rich, but okay. (laughs) Well, him too. He's going to have a fun time with it. A.J. Brown. Love A.J. Brown. I mean, how can you not, Chris? A.J. Brown is just (laughs) a beast. Uh, C.D. Lamb. You know, a lot of people try to knock C.D. Lamb because of Dak, but you look at the stats, you look at his body of work, and you just look at his skill set. C.D. Lamb is as good of a wide receiver as there is in football. And then I have Cooper Cup in Tier 2, and you see there's an asterisk there for our radio audience simply because – you know, he had that injury in practice. I'm not sure how he's going to respond and react to that. Had he not gotten injured, he would have been on this tier one that I have. Now, these tier one guys, 
These are, you know, the, the top of the food chain. These are the guys you want to grab in the first round. These guys are going to put up 100-plus catches. They're going to get you 10-plus touchdowns every week. You're going to plug these guys in and not worry about And that's Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, Steph Diggs, and Tyreek Hill. I think these are the absolute best of the best when it comes to the wide receivers. Fantasy-wise, these are the best of the best. And, again, I would have Cooper Cup there had he not been pulled up injured in practice we got to see how he is but right now you want to start a draft and grab one of those five receivers because you're going to have success with jefferson chase adams Diggs, or hill and that's just kind of my my fantasy tier rankings that's how i'm looking to move into the fantasy season as we're starting to like draft and, and get ready for fantasy football love it chris who's yours my top tier wide receivers right yeah there? like give me two three guys you really want Jeez, uh, come on i really want yeah I really want Justin Jefferson. I'm not going to get him. He's probably going to go first overall in my league. I think uh, Devontae Adams. I mean, say what you want about Jimmy Garoppolo, but. He's so handsome. That's what I'll say. <laughs> That's yeah. what she's going to say. That's true. That's true. That's a great point. <laughs> so uh, I think handsomeness does translate to winning as we've seen with Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, I love it. I, I think I think Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, you, could go, you can't go wrong with either one of those guys. I think Miami has shown that they have. Such an explosive offense when they are really cooking and, and two is healthy. So if you can, you can grab one of those guys, like TJ said, you're not going to have to really think about it. You just know you're going to get 15 to 20 points out of one of those guys. So that, those would be my uh, my big three. You keep saying when two is healthy, and I'm going to take this opportunity to say that I am very concerned about him. I know that he cleared himself. I know that. Uh, is that a motherly instinct? Sarah, look, I. <laughs> it seemed like it right there. I, I'm not going to lie. I was watching. Uh, I was watching a show <laughs> yesterday, mm-hmm. and they're talking about how he's taking judo and how he's learning how to fall, and it's going to be so great for his health. Jujitsu, isn't it? Judo, jujitsu, same thing. Right? <laughs> oh, that's a little. And, and I and I said to Ritz, you know, I said I know it's been two months since Tua said that he was fine, but as someone who covered concussions nonstop at ESPN, at Real Sports, at ABC Sports. I mean, I'm so nervous about the Chris Miller syndrome. Remember Chris Miller? The uh, He was the Broncos quarterback. He ended his career on a ding, a ding. And I happened to be there shooting him for Real Sports with Brian Gumbel on HBO. He ended his entire NFL career with the smallest hit because his head had been so jarred by so many concussions. And I watched this segment yesterday, and I watched them all talking about, with a smile on their face, and Tua and health and all that, and how judo, jujitsu, whatever's going to help him. And I I have to just take this opportunity to say, hey, Tua, I'm worried about you. You've got little kids. That guy, I'm still traumatized by the video of Tua on his back last year. I'm still worried about it. It was hard to watch. Yeah, so I'm just, that's my opportunity as a mom. I'm sitting here on the Rich Eisen show to say, hey, a little concerned about you. I love, he- I think your tears are great. I mean, you know, you've laid it out for a successful Dolphins uh, season. I think they're going to be pretty good. I hope so. I really hope so. Because, boy, I'm worried about that kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, it's understandable. He's, he's a guy everybody loves. And yep. you're, you're hoping that he is able to stay healthy. Well, you hope so. Because that's a good squad. Yep. You hope so. Let's take a quick break on the Rich Eisen Show. When we come back, we'll wrap up the first hour looking ahead to Amy Trask in the second hour. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. 
You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Stefan Diggs here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Josh told me when I uh, interviewed him for uh, the pregame show prior to the AFC Championship game that you and he are uh, brothers, but very competitive. Like that you actually compete walking down the hallway to see who can walk the fastest. Is that true? Is that really a true story? That story is true. Uh, actually, he caught me one time walking uh, from the weight room, and I was like, "This, like, why is he walking so fast?" So I, so I sped up a little bit, and then he continued to speed up, and then he just took off. So I was like, "This, obviously, there's a competition between quarterback and receiver, and it'll never stop." So really, uh, it's something. That, yes, this is something that I'm never gonna, never gonna give up. Uh, we we compete on video games. Who has the most kills and who carries who? It's just, a, I, I think it makes for a great relationship, though. No, I, I hear you, and I, I ask this question with the utmost. Of respect, Stefan, so please understand that. Uh, talking about walking down the hallway fastest and playing video games, what are you guys, five? Are you guys yeah, five years old? Gotta be, gotta be five years old and we're writing on the walls, getting in trouble by, we'll, we'll be joking around in the walkthrough, uh-huh. and you'll have Coach Dayball come in and he's, he's super serious, but at the same time he jokes sometimes and he'll crack a joke and be like, alright, alright, no, get your butt back to work. And it's, it's mixed for a great environment, great work environment. How are you a different guy now through this season than you were when you were acquired? Stephon? It's different. I feel like I'm the same guy, I just feel like uh, my surroundings are a little different, you know. I was dealing with a younger quarterback, you know. A lot of the guys that were pretty much are established uh, or were in the league for a very long time. I was dealing with a young, charismatic, uh, big heart guy that want to jump over the linebackers and run people over and stiff arm people. Uh, I was dealing with a quarterback that I that's young and I was uh, I came at a great time to grow with. So it's just you know all situations are different, but this one was one that uh, it coincided and it worked well. Happy to be back with you here on the Roku channel. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen as he wings his way to Ohio for Hall of Fame weekend, otherwise known as the beginning of the football season, which is great news in our household. TJ Jefferson. Hey, Philly. How are you, Jay? And yes. Chris hey. Brockman with me here hey, as we look ahead to Phil Nevin, the Angels manager, calling in at the top of the next hour. Amy Trask following for several segments after that, and the great Jerry West. So now is your time to think of questions to call in, because how many shows let you talk to these greats in person? Uh, That's my birthday present for me to you. 
I'm just saying to you, I'm well, very, you. I'm very chill today. I, I feel that. like I'm down a couple degrees. Ooh. I don't know whether it's just because I'm a year older mm. and uh, wiser. Happy birthday, Tom. Uh, Tom did not Susie, text me on my birthday. How does your birthday hit now? Meaning what? That I'm over fifty. Meaning I, what? I wasn't really getting at that. I just what mean, do you, say? you know. When you have kids, your birthday now seems super so, super less important. So not important. It doesn't really matter. And now that you are uh, over a certain age, I'm right. not, I don't want to say it, but does it hit a little bit different? How do you celebrate? I know you did a big thing last year for the for five zero, but last year the birthday never ended. I think it ended a couple days ago. I mean, I had a <laughs> you had good like a, year, you had like a full on month. It felt had like. a good year. Yeah. So this is what happened yesterday. Got a little 6.30 workout in, which I love, right? My guys greeted me at the door, Saul and Corey, with a blueberry muffin that they wouldn't want me to eat anyway because we're about to work out. Let's face it, woman <laughs> in Los Angeles, you don't eat carbs that early in the morning. Uh, and coffee, and they played, you say it's your birthday. Got a workout in. I did nothing the rest of the day. I, you know what I did? That's the best. I wanted no plans. You know what I gave myself for my birthday? No plans. No I literally plan watched the show. I watched... All three hours of the Rich Eisen show here on Roku. I also um, did a lot of reading because, let's face it, I had to catch up. Mom doesn't always catch up on the sports as she used to. If someone's not paying me full time, I'm not paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to do a lot of prepping for today, believe it or not. You'd be shocked at how much prepping I did based on my level of being ready today. Uh, And then I played tennis with my Friday AM tennis ladies. That's what I did. Nice. Cooper gets a kick out of this. I got a picture. I should put it up. Does he I, join? No, but tennis? we have we have hats that say Friday AM Tennis Ladies. Uh, Angela Kinsey, the actress <laughs> no. from The Office who played Angela, is one of the four. It's my friend Betsy Thomas and Rebecca so Collister. But pick up that name real quick. I'm going to drop that one on the floor. <laughs> She's tiny but mighty. She calls her backhand La Machette, but we played yesterday uh, at 5 o'clock. La Machette. La Machette? Yeah, it's, it's a, sometimes the backhand can be rough. <laughs> But she's tiny but mighty, but we play tennis. Like That's how you know you're a woman of a certain age, when you've got a tennis group, and that's what you do for your birthday. And then my husband, who can't stand the idea of me not doing something special, God bless this guy, it's been 20 years of marriage. But he made a reservation at Mother Wolf, which is a cool restaurant here in Los Angeles. Nice. We mm-hmm. pasta and pizza, drank some wine, and went home. Tried to watch a Fauda because I'm obsessed with Fauda. Have you seen Fauda? I haven't. Uh, Sarah's watched it. Rich said you guys went to Oppenheimer the other day. We did. We went to Oppenheimer at the Man Chinese Theater. Three hours plus. I'm that loser. Everyone's eating all this crap. They're selling a granola bar. I I got a granola bar. (laughs) I can't do it. I can't eat candy. over buttered popcorn? He got the buttered popcorn and a Diet Coke. Gorgeous. Good combo. Goobers or like peanut M&M's? Well, always peanut M and M's. Don't be an idiot. I mean, come on, who eats goobers? That's like red vines. What? Goobers, chocolate covered peanuts. Do you eat red vines over Twizzlers? Twizzlers all day. Red (laughs) vines. We want raisin. Red vine is like drinking little duels to me. Like, uh, I can't. Twizzlers all day. Disgusting. Red vines are disgusting. Thank you. You know what's even worse, fell is when. What's even worse is when people use red vines as a straw. That is disgusting. How dare animals? Animals, pigs. It's amazing. Disgusting. It's gross. Red vines are awesome. Twizzlers are awesome. (laughs) I agree. When I worked in Bristol 9,000 years ago, because the food there was disgusting, I I did nothing but eat. I had Twizzlers. I'd have a a, a two pound bag on my desk, and I had Twizzlers all day. That was healthy. It's great. Anyway, I digress. I digress. Let's talk a little bit about what money buys you in Montclair, New Jersey, shall we? Because I feel like it's a very Jets-heavy Friday. 
for a bunch of Jets haters sitting here. Uh, <laughs> uh, DJ's ready to adopt the Jets. You're so, I mean, is, I this, am, is this because you want to be in with Rich? Like, what's happening with no, you? I actually don't care about the Jets, but I do think they're going to be a better football team yeah. than you guys obviously think they're going to be. But I have no dog in this fight. My brother just texted, you're letting people ask Jerry West questions? Yeah, why not? I think it sounds like fun. I mean, Scott, up, Scott, Scott Schuster Scott's annoyed. He knows the number. Scott's annoyed. By the way, um, Susie, uh, Jack uh, Schuster, Brockman, and I are on a, a text chain, and we all, me and Brockman got these uh, new Nike we sneakers drops this today. Morning. So oh, really? We were texting with Jack. Shout so. out to everybody who got a win on sneakers after Jack today. and Sam. Hi, guys. All right, so let's just show you quickly what you get for $9.5 million. We got no time left, but still, let's look. Wow, that's Whoa. Aaron Rodgers' new house. Like Cliff Kingsbury, who dis? Look Mont- at that house. Montclair, you said? Montclair, New Jersey. I mean, nice, bar- nice part of town. Too There's bad, a view of New York too bad City. Mike's not here to tell us where, that, where this is. <laughs> where, he would probably tell you that he owns the house. Exit 23. Or what, exactly. ex- or what exit it is. Is it the parkway or Look the, at the view. Or the throughway? That's mm. sick. Can you imagine? That's that what you is, get. That is pretty sick, Yes, Susie, I can't imagine because that's the only way I could get in one of these is by imagining. So. <laughs> Here's the thing that stuck out to me. I know we're, we were all talking about the price tag, nearly right? $10 million. It's got 10 bathrooms and 8 bedrooms. He's the only one living there. That you know of. Is he Bruce Wayne? Like, what is happening? <laughs> he should get some more dogs, don't you think? That's, that's a house that needs dogs. Does he have house guests? Is, like, Garrett Wilson? Who's staying there? In the, Does in, his in shaman the come wing? there? Oh, yeah. Sauce, Sauce Gartner definitely Sauce has, has a bedroom. Sauce has the East Wing? Like, he what has is a happening? bedroom there. He has his own dedicated bedroom. He's got, Sauce has got a room there for sure. Where's the ashwagandha tent? Where's it go there? In the backyard? Oh, the backyard. <laughs> the tent. Does yeah. he have like a darkness uh, Where's the cave? steamer go, right? Where is, where is the room of respite? That's what I want to know. Darkness, bathrooms, and bedrooms. Maybe he's yeah. going to reconsider that $35 million pay cut. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. All right, Phil <laughs> Nevin, when we come back at the top of the second hour, then Amy Trask, and then Jerry West, and I'm sure my brother will call in at some point and tell me you know, what to do, and I'm happy to have that. Here for you with Susie Schuster in for the Rich Eisen Show. We can also talk about this uh, with Amy. Uh, it looks like, according to Brett McMurphy, Nicole Auerbach, a bunch of others, uh, Pete Thamel, that Oregon and Washington are also leaving the Pac-12. Money talks, people. They're going to join the Big Ten following yep. a vote later today. The, the Pac who? So now, the by the way, the Big Ten is now going to have 18 teams. Now it's the Big 35? So now it's the, the Big 18. <laughs> How's but that this hash- is why I started the show this where's, way. This is so Albert? stupid. What's the hashtag going to be for the Big 18? This is so stupid. I mean, honest to God, just call it the NFL Junior. <laughs> call it NFL Light and go with like East-West. Just go East-West because this is silly. Remember back in like 90, I don't know, early 90s, 93, Penn State joined the Big 10. And it was like, that was such a seismic shift in in, in the college football sports world when it came to conferences. And I can remember they, the biggest thing they had was like, what do we do with the logo? And so they made an 11 kind of appear right, out of right. the 10. And now it's like, I don't even know how you make it. Do you, do you use Roman numerals now? Like, I, I don't understand. I'm, I'm baffled by this. Also, how much money did Apple TV pay for streaming rights for the pack, whatever? So now what happens? That's my question. A lot. Because if this is all about money, aren't they thinking, well, who am I, what games am I streaming at this point? Who's going to be playing in these games? Obviously, this isn't going to take place this year. Too, too quick to make that happen. No, too but quick. But man, still. Oh, man. 2024 is going to be crazy because it's also the first year of the 12-team playoff, right? Let's go. All right. Hour one in the books. Two more to go. Two more people. Mimosa Friday. Mimosas. Mimosas. 